everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Streets of San Francisco. A Quinn Martin production. Starring Carl Malden. Also starring... Jimmy! I got one thing! Tonight's episode, Mr. Nobody. Yes, that is who I am. Welcome to this episode 833. I am Mr. Nobody. You found him. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is the crazy one. Well, actually, she's the one who keeps the crazy one under control. That is Kimmy, and she keeps everything going on this show. She's our organizer, our our official person that just uh, keeps everything under order. That Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. And episode 833 is a flashback Friday episode, Kimmy. All right. Yes, we're going to go back in time in a couple of ways here. One of the ways is going to be trivia-oriented. One of the ways is an interview. And uh, we're going to have a golden age of radio tribute here to something that happened on this week in history. We have all of that on this episode being brought to you by Mike's Comics and Collectibles out on Orange Blossom Trail Road in Orlando, Florida. Be sure to check out Mike's Comics and Collectibles coming up for free comic book day. Very big day. That's the first Saturday of May. And let me just take a look here. That's May 7th, correct, correct, Kimmy? Yeah, that's right. Mike's Comics and Collectibles is a place to be on May 7th if you are in Central Florida. Swing on by there because not just free comic books. You know, There's going to be more going on. There's going to be a chance to meet a very big artist in the world of comic books, and as Jason Fabok will be guest. Wow. Now, yeah, the, the store hours, when the store opens up, uh, the free comic book day thing will be happening right there, right then. It's happening. But starting at 11 o'clock, Jason will be in the store until about 4. He will be signing, so bring your comic books, your Justice comic books, maybe Batman and other work he's done on DC. Swing on by and meet Jason Fabok. He will be there, as I said, from 11 till 4. We'll be there starting at opening of Mike's Comics and Collectibles. Stop on by the Riley and Kimmy Show table. We'd love to meet you. Talk nerd with us, too, after you meet Jason and after you get your free comic books. And we'll make you part of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Also, vintage comic books will be on hand. Silver Age, Bronze Age, Modern Age, and much more from Tom Raup and Pop Culture Playground. Tom and his collection of comics will be on hand at Mike's Comics and Collectibles. We'd love to see you. It would be a Fun family event, right, Kimmy? Mm, yes, definitely. And another place to head to for a free comic book day. Matter of fact, you know, you can either do this first or do the other one first. And I mean, I'm, I know this is kind of crazy talking about two comic book stores for free comic book day, but they play nice with each other. They're very good friends. And the other location is Famous Faces and Funnies over in the Space Coast. Be sure to check them out for free comic book day. Stop on by. Massive comic book store, almost 11,000 square feet, full of all kinds of pop culture nerd fun stuff. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And our good friend, Rick, the store owner, has invited a very special guest. And who is that, Kimmy? John Beatty. Yes, John Beatty will be there starting uh, when it opens, The I believe, starting right when the, the whole activity begins for free comic book day. And I 
Last I heard, he's staying the whole day. The whole day. The whole wow. day. The whole day with John Beatty. So you have an opportunity to go to both stores and get some things signed from some very big people. Right, Kimmy? Cool. So find your Marvel Secret Wars and and other you know material of John Beatty's and have him sign it. And I'm sure John will have prints on hand and maybe much more. We'll try to keep you updated with that right here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Now, being a flashback Friday, Kimmy... Just around the corner is a very big event, a very big nerd event in Central Florida area, and it's happening over in the Space Coast. It's Space Coast Nerd Fest, happening the 16th and 17th of this month. Riley and Kimmy Show has been invited to be there. Big thank you going out to the show promoter, Brian, for inviting us there. I thought we'd go back in time to when we, well, it's not that long ago. We, we recently spoke with Brian about his big event called Space Coast Nerd Fest, so let's do a little rewind here on this Flashback Friday. The Riley and Kimmy Show has the pleasure at Famous Faces and Funnies to talk with somebody who's really into the con world. Really, and I don't mean in a bad way, con, I mean convention, not con use in other way. Convention world, and that is Brian, the promoter of Space Coast Nerd Fest. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm Please don't insult me. We're not a convention. We're actually a celebration. Oh, a so- yeah. celebration. Yes, is that sir. better? So it's going to be celebration as opposed to convention. Yes, sir. Now, you actually, you... You know, when some people think convention, they think, well, you, they might be in a small hotel, in a couple of rooms in a, lo- in a lobby space, that's about it. You're way beyond that, right? Well, actually, that is kind of true. Uh, most conventions are in small hotels, in which we are. We are in a small hotel here in a small Brevard County. But we've expanded and used uh, some imagination, some creativity, and expanded outside into what we call the mashing grounds. The mashing grounds are 20 acres of Ren Fair. Uh, we have a pirate ship. We have vintage car shows. We have an art walk. We have food. We have vendors. We have a little bit of everything under the sun for your nerdy heart desires. Now, I have heard from cosplay friends that your place, your show, is like cosplay heaven. It can be. Really? Can be? It can be. Can be? That would be up to the attendees. I don't actually cosplay myself. Oh, get out of here. I thought maybe you would uh, you know, go with something. No, sir. I try to stay behind the scenes. <laughs> okay. All right. So you do want... Let's put it this way. There are some shows, they might have a little bit of cosplay, or some of them don't, don't even have a cosplay contest at all. You do, right? Yes, we do have a cosplay uh, costume contest on Saturday, as well as on Sunday we are doing a fashion show. We're trying to mix up everything from photography to fashion design and so on, everything from cosplay being included as well. But we like the Victorian. We like the mm. steampunk. We like to see things from um, Lolita and so on. Uh, on stage and let them show off what they've created, not just in a Batman and Star Wars fashion. But we'd like to see a uh, nerdum, which we represent, is someone obsessed of something particular nature. Everyone mm. has a little nerd in them. Rather, they're obsessed with Batman or they're obsessed with vintage culture or stamps or boats and so on. We all have a little nerd. And that's what we want to put on the stage, not just uh, your average cosplay that you see mm. every day, which is great. Don't get me wrong. There are some really great costumes out there um, and some really great creators. But we want to see a little bit more. We want to see the fashion designers come out. We want to see these mm. old vintage clothing collectors come out and show off what they have and what is so intriguing about it. So I'm intrigued myself, but I would like to see it. Now, if I remember right, you have panels on like how to create something, right? That is correct. Um, this year we have panels with such guests as Dante Basco. Uh, we have the Creature from the Black Lagoons, uh, Rico Browning, and yeah. Julie Adam. We're really excited about them. But uh, yes, we have a creators panel with uh, uh, tech builders, 
um, Sunday, I think we're featuring a game show. We had a game show last year of the Bachelorette, where you want to date with a Batgirl. Uh-oh. But uh, this year, we're going to up the game. We're going to have a game show, Are You Smarter Than a Comic Book Store Owner? With our sponsoring host, Rick, from here at Famous Faces and Faces. <laughs> oh, no. Are you serious? Yes, sir. That is correct. So we'll see how that goes. That, that'll be, and get this, jousting. He has jousting, right? That is correct, yes. Jousting. We have actual jousting. It's not unchoreographed, um, unrehearsed. They actually get out there on their horses and their sticks, and they go at it. We do wow. actually have a live steel-to-steel combat. We have a small medieval times uh, encampment, as well as an actual pirate ship. So there's actually something for everybody here. For everyone. And if I remember right, I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. But I believe you have, as a special guest, Phantasmagoria of Orlando. Phantasmagoria Orlando, steampunk, steampunk extraordinaire. That is correct, yes. They will do, have a performance on Saturday afternoon. Fire? Will they be bringing their fire? I can't say all the little secrets that they will unveil at the show, Whoa. but uh, you'll have to come find out for yourself. All right. My brother from another mother should be. That's John Diadana. And you got to check out Phantasmagoria Orlando. We'll put a link to them. His big show, which is Space Coast Nerd Fest. And you're going to have comic books too, right? Yes, of course. All right, comic books. We have a little bit of everything for everyone. All right. Great to have Brian on the Riley and Kimmy show, right, Kimmy? Thank you, Brian. And once again, thank you for having us at Space Coast Nerd Fest. We look forward to seeing all our friends and, matter of fact, making new friends at Space Coast Nerd Fest happening the 16th and 17th of this month. Check out their website. Check it out right now, spacecoastnerdfest.org. We have links right on our website at rileyandkimmy.com. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Now, Kimmy, it's time. It's time for us to play a little, well, Flashback Friday game. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I want to play a game. Let the game begin. <laughs> All right, Gimme, going back in time on this Flashback Friday, I thought what we'd do is feature some sounds of things that, well, young people, people, you know, maybe under, I'm going to say under 30, maybe even a little older than that, but definitely under 30, may have no clue to what these sounds are today, and these will fade away with the passage of time. But I have a feeling you know these sounds, okay? All right. All right, this is for Flashback Friday. We're doing a, you know, Flashback Friday kind of fun thing here, okay? Sounds fun. All right. Let's see if you can identify each one of these. Just, you know, spout it out. Shout right. it out. Okay. Well, well, please don't shout. My, my ears don't need that. Please just speak loudly, but not too loudly, when you know the answer. How's right. that? You know, you need one of those bells that they have, like, on Jeopardy and things like that. So you can buzz in, right? All right, Kimmy, here is clue number one. Tell me what this item is that is, well, almost foreign today, but definitely well, a few years ago was something you heard all the time. It's a typewriter. It is a typewriter. Gimme, it is a portable typewriter. And for those who really care, a Smith Corona portable typewriter. To be exact, oh yes, the Smith Corona portable typewriter. Now, Gimme, my question for you is, did you have a typewriter at home? Of course. Your dad, being the big nerd that he was, probably had like 25 of them, correct? Yep, we had a... Like a manual and an electric. Oh, you were, you were, you were modern there. You had the electric typewriter. That's right. And did you get to play with a typewriter? Oh, yeah. And you used it. Did you, did you have typing in school? Yep. Oh, did you pass your typing class? Oh, yes. How many words per minute could you type? I can't remember. Could, did you do the bare minimum? Yep. What was that? Do you remember just how to I type? I don't know what the bare minimum was. Yeah. I don't remember that. But I remember sitting in the typing class and I remember 
typing. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I started typing before the age of five because wow. I was writing stories. My handwriting though was so bad, but I could read. You know, I could actually read at a very early age and could write. But you were a pecker, right? Hunt, I taught, hunt and peck. Well, I wasn't even hunt and peck. I learned how to type with just the two fingers, basically, on both hands. So I had a total of four fingers going. Oh, four. And, okay, y- not yes. just one. No, but I learned the pattern, not, you know, the standard way, my way. And, you know, I was, I could fly. And when I got, to, I had to take typing class, but I was already typing like this. And plus I was working at a radio station. I would type news stories too, re, you know, rewrite them. And I type well beyond 40 words per minute my way. And mm-hmm. I was allowed to take the test and pass it my way. Okay. So yeah. I do have a fond typing memory. So you had typing cool. class, yep. something nobody will have probably nowadays, right? Yep. Yep. Sorry. I called you a pecker. You wouldn't be the first one to call me that, Kimmy. <laughs> you would you would not be the first to call me that. All right, Kimmy. Moving over here, it's my X-rated Kimmy here on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. I got to get that censor thing out again. I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to bleep yeah, I'm going to have to bleep you. Okay, Kimmy, here we go. Let's see if you can identify this item. Are you ready? Uh-huh. I have a feeling something you used quite a bit at one time in your life. Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Cash register? That is it, a cash register. Now, let me let me ask you this. Did you have the fun opportunity of using a cash register in maybe your teenage years? Yes. They turned you loose with a cash register? I worked at a department store. Was it, Now, by the time you worked in that department store, were they modern? Did they have the electronic cash register that gave you change and all that? Or did you have an ancient beast like this where you pushed it in real heavy and... You know, it was very manual. No, it was more modern. Oh, you lucky child, you. Okay. <laughs> but back but. then we had to type in the the department and the SKU and the price. Yeah, it wasn't just like a scanner thing. You didn't have the infrared scanning no. barcode reader. Barcodes right. didn't exist. Well, they probably did exist maybe about that time period. I and think. you know, had to know what all the sales were to input it manually. And so people would get mad if you didn't because uh, we would have to go through these price lists and see what was on sale and it was back in the stone age <laughs> did people get mad at you oh yeah and people you say hey that's supposed to be 25 percent off and yeah and, and i'd miss one occasionally and yeah and you came back for more sometimes people would come come back you know they they'd Pay it, leave, and notice it when they got home and come back, and yeah, they wouldn't be happy. But you came back to work after that. It wasn't just a one-time experience. Right. Wow. I'm amazed with you. I'm kind of surprised you were able to do that back then. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, we literally have pages and pages and pages, and, and so, I mean, we were responsible for it. It was, it was a timely process, and it was just, yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. Positive memory there. Oh yeah. And do you miss the cash register like that? No. Aren't you? Could you imagine in today's day and age, with the way society is, could you imagine people using those kind of cash registers today? Mm. <laughs> oh great. All right, Kimmy, listen carefully to this one. Please listen for a few moments with this one before you give me the answer. It might throw you, but I know you know this. 
you used this. You did this in your life many times. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. And it is not X-rated. Here we go, Kimmy. No X-rated answers because you've been, you know, I want to make sure you don't do that on me here. Okay, here we go, Kimmy. Here is your audio clue. Sounds like a record. Is that your answer, Kimmy? A record, a needle on a record? Uh huh. Put the needle on the record. 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 Yeah, that's something else you won't hear anymore, right, Kimmy? The, 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 the scratch of the what record. A horrible there. sound. You won't hear that either, correct? You might if you're a big audiophile and you do like vinyl, but that is a sound you don't hear anymore. My albums didn't have scratches. Well, of course not, because you. They were pristine. Yes, but. They it, still are. Yes, they they are. Oh, I don't know, three, four hundred of them sitting in the closet. Yes, Kimmy, in the in the air conditioned, environmentally controlled area. It's probably more than that. You got quite a few. Okay, I do. Yes, you do, and you have forty fives as well. Mm -hmm. Talking vinyl, and Kimmy, and I, I take it you did play those at least at one time. Oh, yeah. Okay, you didn't just grab them from the record store and put them in and go, ooh, pretty cover, and, and keep those. And by the way, speaking of Pop Culture Playground, our good friends who will be at Mike's Comics and Collectibles, they have vinyl, Kimmy. Uh-huh. Remember? Uh-huh. At the recent uh, convention that Pop Culture Playground showed up at, that was one of the big items they were selling. And even had laser discs, too. Isn't that kind of a trip? Yeah. What made me think of that is the, a lot of people... And I do this to this day. I buy vinyl, not to listen to it, but I buy it because of the covers, the album cover uh, to frame. Mm-hmm. And actually, some of those laser discs are really nice, too, for that. Yeah. So that just made me think of another reason to go buy Mike's Comics and Collectibles on free comic book day to see Pop Culture Playground and say hello to Tom Raup. Hopefully, he will be bringing those things. All right, Kimmy, moving over to an item here. Listen carefully. Before you give the answer, let it uh, let it play for a couple of seconds at least. Here we go. Something from the past that really is not heard today at all. Is that a film projector? I will accept film projector, movie projector, either one. Something that you don't hear that often anymore, correct? Uh-huh. Not even in movie theaters because they've been all digitized for the most part. So right. you don't hear that sound at least anymore. And I have a feeling probably in your household because I remember your father quite well being the you know techno geek nerd that he was. I have a feeling you probably had movie projectors in your house. Yes, we did. Did did you show the, the movies? Did you, did you have the home movies being played from time to time? Yep. <laughs> were you in any of those home movies? Yep. All right. So and so and were you tortured when the, those were were played, or did you like that? I loved it. It was you, movie night at at the house. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I'll get in the living room and uh, turn out the lights, and my dad would show the the movies on the big screen. Okay. And did and then you remember in school, did you look forward to the movie projector being wheeled into the classroom? Oh, that was great. Did you yep. were you because I have a feeling the kind of child you were in school, were you one who ran the movie projector? No. You weren't never. Uh, you weren't the movie you didn't thread the movie projector? Oh no. Oh come on, you had to be the I just because of the way I think you were, you had to be the teacher's little helper. No. You were not you were not the teacher's little helper. Mm-mm. Were you the teacher's little uh tattletale? No. You you didn't you didn't do either one of those roles. Mm-mm. 
wow, you just were invisible. Mm-hmm. Invisible girl. Yep. But you did enjoy the movie projector. Oh, yeah. Uh, you like, even the boring documentaries. You liked oh, it. yeah. You really look forward to those, huh? Yep. All right, Kimmy, going back in time here, here's another sound. Listen carefully. Tell me what this is. It's something you probably will never hear again, or at least the way it was used. Sounds like chalk on a chalkboard. That is right, Kimmy. Chalk on a blackboard. That is the answer. I have a feeling you know that one quite well. Mm-hmm. From childhood and adulthood. Oh, yeah. And wh- let's see. Were you one of those children that was called up to the blackboard to solve a problem or write something on the... Oh, well, occasionally, yeah. And did you freeze? I didn't like it. You did, But you did, did you freeze? Did you... Because I remember in no. school some... Uh, especially some very shy girls. I remember couple freezing up right you know it, it was mm. over they couldn't Mm-mm. they couldn't do it it was over so you didn't freeze at all Mm-mm. no no uh, but you also use that in adulthood as well correct? sure do you miss the chalkboard no i didn't know it had been you know it's pretty much gone phased out uh, well that's, i suppose well, that's i never of, thought about uh, i don't know it, it might still exist to some degree but not like sure. it did you know like it did at one time they probably don't utilize it as much all right, Kimmy, the next one I think will throw you. I really do. I will tell you this much. It is not anything related to Star Wars, Darth Vader. This is from the real world, okay? It's not It's not a Darth Vader accessory. So here we go. It's something I don't even know if you heard in your house, to be quite honest, but it was in houses all over America for a long period of time and other places. That's my clue, okay? Here we go. Here's a clue. devil is that? All right, Kimmy, I'll give you one more clue, okay? Are you ready? Here's one more clue. Used in restaurants, possibly, um, and, ca- and used in restaurants and cafeterias probably throughout America, including truck stops. And homes in America, especially around breakfast time. No idea. It's a coffee percolator. Okay. Did you have one of those in your house? It always reminds me of something like Vader would have attached to him, doesn't it? Or some robot have on him. Yeah, no. Did you have one of those in your house? No. Okay, Kimmy, let's see if you know this one. I have not heard this one, and I could not tell you how long. I mean, it's been a very long time. I grew up near a very small town, and I remember this as a child going into that town. But I don't remember... Short, maybe after moving away from that. I don't think I heard it much after that. But here we go. See if you can do this. You might hear it on some classic TV shows. Oh, like the gas station? Well, how did you do that? I thought you were going to guess a pinball machine. <laughs> I, you actually like when got you the, drove into the gas yes, station. Yes, you got and... the right one. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. I, I don't remember when those phased out. But I remember, this, especially the very small town that was near where I grew up out on the farm, 
they had four gas stations because it was a crossroads. Mm-hmm. And I remember you when you would get out of the car, you'd hear that going on all four of them at the mm. same time. It's kind of weird. So, But it's a sound that you don't hear anymore. Hmm. All right, Kimmy, here's one that you do not hear and probably haven't heard for a long period of time. But it only had a short window, meaning it only was around for a very short period of time. But a lot of people used it for that very short period of time, up to over 30 million at one time. Okay. All right. Here we go in the United States and worldwide, way more than that. Here is a clue. Um, Dial-up modem. Yes. To a computer. I would accept that. AOL, CompuServe, any one of those. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And it would take about a minute of that annoying sound before it would connect. And it would go, welcome. <laughs> you remember that? Mm-hmm. And I do not miss that at all. No. No, especially hey, especially when you were doing the world of eBay. was not a good thing. No, 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 no. No, no, did, no. Did not like that, right? Mm-mm. No, too slow. Move faster. Come on, we need faster. All right, Kimmy, the next one, I, I need you to take a few seconds before answering just to figure out what's going on here. All right? And I think it's going to throw you. And when I, if you give me the answer, I think that it's going to be wrong. Don't get frustrated here. Go with what comes to your mind next, okay? You okay. ready? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Clue number one, and well, that's the only clue. Here we go. It's something you do not do today. Well, it's a AM/FM tuner radio. That's right. That's right. You got it. I thought maybe you'd think it was a TV for a second, but no, it's it's a it's a radio tuner. Mm-hmm. And I bet that's the way you used to be in the car, listening to the radio. You were going like that, weren't you? Crazy. Yeah. Like, or did you have the push button type? Now, I remember when I first met you, you had that classic Chevelle uh, that you had, and you had the push button, if I remember right, in it, didn't you? Or no, you had, that's right. Somebody modernized it, butchered out the original car uh, radio out of that. That's right. And they put a, a digital one in there. I, for, I forgot about that. That's right. You didn't have the push did button. Did I? I? Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, you, I, I, I thought, well, for a... For a time, I thought it was the tuner. When I when I first met you, you had the digital. Mm. I think it was in there. I don't think you had the push button. Remember the old push button ones they'd have? Yeah. In, and those. I don't think you had it. Did you or didn't you? I don't recall. I maybe you did. You know, I I don't remember. Hmm. Anyhow, I I have a feeling you were crazy with those. Yeah. Correct? All right, yeah. Kimmy. Let's see if you know this one. Going back in time, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Now this one, you're gonna have to give a few seconds. Because it's going to start itself up. I'll just give you that much of a clue because it has a motor. Here, here we go. This creation tortured many households in America, especially when somebody came back from a vacation. Oh, a slideshow? Yes. A slide projector? That's right. And I guess some schools used them as well, slide projectors. But I think more homes were terrorized by the individual with the slides. Did you ever have that in your house? Yes. Oh, you had somebody with a slide. Especially when somebody came back from a vacation, one of my older brothers, and he would have like 5,000 slides. And you you didn't look forward to that like movie night, huh? Slide night was not as fun? 
Not as fun, but. Slide night. Yeah. Yeah, I even, I had an older half-brother who had the, you know, the projector like that, but he also had the handheld ones, too, so you could go through and look at it by hand. I don't know if you had the pleasure or torch, no. torture of that. Do you remember Mm-mm. those in school at all? Oh, yeah. They used the slide projector. And see yeah, what the, sometimes I'd get to do that. The slide projector. Or the film, the film see, strip. There is what, I, I am so upset, I could not find an adequate film strip sound effect with the beep, mm-hmm. you know? I couldn't find, you know, the one where, you know, it with that, it, it's similar sound, but it has that beep. You know, yeah. And so you were a film projection or a film, what is that? Film strip projectionist. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I knew you had that movie stuff in you. Congratulations there. All right, Kimmy, see if you can identify this sound from the past. And I want you to be specific to what this is, okay? Mm-hmm. Ready? Here we go. That's a rotary phone. See, you did it right. You didn't just say dial phone or or telephone. You actually got it right. Rotary phone. I bet you, you know, one in a hundred couldn't do that one nowadays. Right. A rotary phone. I go, what? What on earth is that? Next one might throw you, Kimmy. It's something I guarantee you probably not have heard in over 30 years, not to date you. Okay. A long period of time. But eh, for those who are a lot older that listen to the Riley and Kimmy show. They are very familiar with this sound, and I guarantee our younger listeners have no clue to what this one is. They never will. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Sounds like snow on a TV. That's right. TV static, I accept. TV white noise. That's something that you know you would have when you turn between channels sometimes, remember? Uh-huh. And Or when the TV station would go off the air. Right. You know, and think about that. Yeah, I could have played the national anthem too and done the, you know, the, uh-huh. the bars, the sound of the bars going up. Remember that? Yeah. Something you do not have anymore. Right. Rare sounds on this Flashback Friday. Uh-huh. How do you think you yeah. did on Flashback Friday rare sounds, retro sounds? I think I aced it. I think you did too. Very good, Kimmy. Congratulations. That's what we've been, uh, you know, doing today. You know, a little fun here going back in time. It's fun. Cool. Now, Kimmy, I thought what we do is also go back in time a little bit here with something that, well, it aired the very first time this week. We're going to go back to the golden age of radio. Radio was new. Radio, someone still loves you. And that is the Riley and Kimmy show. It was this week, uh, going back in time to 1931, the little orphan Annie aired on NBC Radio for the very first time. And, you know, Little Orphan Annie comic strips, yeah, that's our world right here. I thought we would do a tribute to Little Orphan Annie. Go, no, we're going to go back to 1936. This episode is the Wright Brothers' 33rd anniversary with Little Orphan Annie here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. The little chatterbox, the one with pretty auburn locks. Whom do you see? It's little orphan Annie. She and Sandy make a pair. They never seem to have a care. You little she, this little orphan Annie. Bright eyes, cheeks of rosy glow. 
There's a store of healthiness handy. Mite size, always on the go. If you want to know, Arces Sandy, always wear the sunny smile. Now wouldn't it be worth a while if you could be like little orphan Annie? Here it is, 5.45 now, Orphan Annie time and Ovaltine time again. And now, if you're one of Annie's new radio friends who have just started to listen to her adventures lately, I want to ask you, have you tried Ovaltine yet? Well, if you haven't, you certainly want to ask your mother to get you some right away, because if you think it's fun listening to Orphan Annie, you just try drinking Ovaltine. See how much fun that is. Talk about good... Why, it's even better than having a chocolate soda right in your own home whenever you want it. But that's only half of it. Ovaltine not only tastes good, but it's good for you, too. Every single glassful you drink gives you important strength and energy-building food elements to help make you husky and healthy like Orphan Annie herself. And isn't that the way you want to be? Well, remember, drinking your Ovaltine is one of the surest ways to help. So ask your mother to get you a can of Ovaltine at her drug or grocery store right now so you can have a big delicious glass full with your dinner tonight and with all your meals every day from now on. But now, for our story. You remember, lots of mysterious things have been happening around Simmons Corner this summer ever since those two strange men came to live in the old Gregory barn near the silos. And right now, Orphan Annie and Joe Corntassel know the answer to a big secret that's kept the whole town guessing. They know those two strangers are Bob Bond and Professor Adolph Washington Kenyon, and that they're inventing a secret new silent airplane for the United States government. And Annie and Joe are the only ones who know about it because Bob Bond made them promise to keep it secret. But then, just lately, a mysterious foreigner, Mr. Nicholson, came to Simmons Corners. Bob Bond says he's a spy from a foreign government trying to steal the plans of our new plane. And then Annie and Joe found out that Mr. Nicholson keeps guns in his house. And the next thing we knew, we heard that Nicholson is suspected of poisoning Bob Bond's watchdog, Blood. But let's see what Annie's doing now. Last time, Bond was telling Annie and Joe the story of the Wright brothers and the invention of the first airplane. And here it is the next day. And we find Annie and Joe just out of school, racing each other for the Gregory Barn to hear the rest of that story. And listen, Joe's talking. Come on, Annie. I'm going to beat you. Is that so? You better so. Unless you get the lead out of your feet in an awful hurry. Don't you worry about the lead in my feet, Joe. We've been running a long ways. I've just been saving myself. Well, there's no need in saving yourself any longer. We're almost there. Yeah. And I'm coming. Gosh. I thought you were all in, Annie. No, sir. In a long race, it's the one who goes easy at the start who's most likely to win. Shucks, I guess it is. Wait a minute, Annie. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> All right, Joe. Next time, remember on a long race, not to weigh yourself out at the start. You you bet I will. Wait a minute, Joe. Slow down. It's blood barking. It sure is. And here he comes. We don't want to be running like this. He might get excited and not know us. Stop, Joe. Stop. All right. Here, blood. Here, blood. Feetbred lizards is just us, blood. You know Annie and Joe. Shucks, I'll say he knows us. Look at him wag his tail. Gosh, I'll bet we're just about the only people in Simmons Corners who can come up to like this without getting bitten. I wouldn't wonder, Joe. Blood's a mighty good watchdog. 
Aren't you, old boy? Well, I'll say he is. He keeps Professor Kenyon's plane in that barn just about as secret as anything could keep it. Yeah, and he will keep it secret, too, if folks let him. Won't you, Blood? What do you mean, Annie? Well, you're not forgetting what Mr. Bond said about somebody trying to poison the dog, are you, Joe? Gosh, I was forgetting it. Of all the dirty tricks, the worst is to harm a poor dog. It sure is, Joe. But I guess that man Nicholson wouldn't stop at anything to get what he wanted. He's mighty smooth, and I... Well, I wondered what Bud was barking about. Hello, Mr. Bond. Come on over. We're coming. You bet. Come on, Amy. Don't worry, I won't be behind. Well, somehow I thought you'd both be over this afternoon. Suffering, son, because Mr. Bond, you knew we would. Didn't you promise to go on telling us about the Wright brothers? I do remember saying something like that. Come in, come in. Blood, you stay out there and keep watch. Understand? Good dog. Come in and I'll shut the door. So, you remembered about the Wright brothers, eh? Did we? Shoves all during my geography lesson today. I was seeing airplanes flying across my map of the United States. And that's exactly what airplanes are doing, Joe. Flying across the map of the United States at all hours, day and night, in all directions. Carrying the mail and uniting our whole country in a network of airlines, just as it's already united by a series of railroads. Gosh, I never looked at aviation like that before. That's what it amounts to now. A great new method of transportation, faster than the wind that is becoming safer day by day as radio guide beacons and rays are perfected and landing fields spread across the country. And all because 36 years ago, back in 1900, Wilbur and Orville Wright, two American brothers, started their first experiments with the airplane. God, tell us about it, Mr. Bond. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get a little more comfortable if I'm going to tell you the whole story of the Wright brothers. Professor Kenyon's working in the next room, but... Well, we can go through this door to where the plane is and sit on that old workbench of ours. Come on. Did anybody try to hurt blood last night, Mr. Bond? No. Nothing at all last night, Annie. Just that one dose of poison of which you didn't eat enough of to kill him. I guess Nicholson's laying back and waiting. Huh, here we are. Hop up. Get comfortable. I'll just light this old pipe of mine. There. Hmm. That's good. Now then, what do you want to know? Shucks, all about the Wright brothers, Mr. Bond. <laughs> well, that's a pretty big order, Joe. Because there's a lot about the Wright brothers. They were remarkable men. You got yesterday, Mr. Bond, to where their father uh, brought them a little model airplane. Oh, yes, yes. Well, that toy, that little model airplane, set those two boys, Wilbur and Orville Wright, off on their great invention. I've always thought that parents who gave their children mechanical toys might be helping them greatly in their futures. Well, anyhow, the two Wright boys became interested in aviation from that moment. But they had their livings to make. So they made bicycles to make those livings. What happened? <laughs> they spent a lot of money, Annie. All they made, in fact. But they weren't discouraged by their failures. No, sir. They picked a place on the Carolina Sand Flats by the Atlantic Ocean, a place called Kill Devil Hill, four miles south of Kitty Hawk, for their first experiments in gliding. Gliding? Oh, yes, yes. The Wrights were two good scientists to try to walk before they learned how to crawl. They wanted to know all there was to know about the air before they tried to fly in it. So for a whole year, they sent up different kinds of kites and experimented with them, learning everything they could. Then, the next year, 1901, they tried gliders. 
planes built to carry a man merely on the current of the wind and without power. It was during these experiments that they learned how to curve the surface of their planes so they would sustain them better in the air. And then what happened? Well, then, after three years of experimenting, they were ready for the great test. They built a plane with a motor in it and propeller, a power plane, a plane they hoped would be able to lift a man from the ground with its own force. And did it? Oh, <laughs> not so fast, Joe. The Wright brothers weren't in such a hurry. Remember, they spent three years before they even got to this power plane. And a queer sort of plane it was, judged by the planes of today. A biplane. That means it had two planes, one built over the other. And there was no place for the operator to sit. He had to lie on a sort of a platform, flat on his face. Gosh! But the Wright brothers built it, carefully and by themselves. And then took it to pieces to Kitty Hawk, where they assembled it. Now, Kitty Hawk, with its sand dunes, is a lonesome place. There's nothing but sand and the sea there. Sand and the sea and the sky and a wind that always blows. But there, on those lonesome sand dunes, Orville Wright, son of an American minister, was the first man in the whole world who ever soared into the air in a plane powered by a motor. Leaping lizards! He actually did it, Mr. Bond? Yes, he actually did it, Annie. On a cold, wind-blown day, the 17th of December, 1903, only five people besides his brother Wilbur saw the flight, and these were mostly coast guards from the Atlantic. But the plane did soar into the air, though it only stayed in the air for 12 seconds. But history had been made. History that was and is to change man's whole means of transportation. For on that December day, 33 years ago, man first succeeded in conquering the air in a machine that lifted itself with its own power. Gosh, that's pretty wonderful. Wonderful? Why, Joe, <clears throat> it's the greatest thing that's happened on this earth in the last hundred years. Mmm, that little flight of Orville Wright's at Kitty Hawk. It meant that man had conquered the last element, the air. It's pretty exciting, all right. What happened after that, Mr. Bond? Well, after that first flight, the Wright brothers... Listen, would... listen to what, Joe? Don't you hear? Isn't that blood barking? Say, that is blood. Wait till I have a look out this window. What's up, Mr. Bond? I don't know. I can't see anything yet. Boy, he's sure barking at somebody. Just listen to him. There was a gun. Somebody shot Blood. Come on. Gosh, come on, Annie. You bet I'm coming. If anybody's killed Blood, I'll... Yuck, I... he's not killed. Listen to him growl. Hurry, Mr. Bond. Oh, this lock stuck. It's stuck. It... Ah, there it is. Here, Blood. Here, Blood. Joe, look. Over there. Just going into the woods. I don't see anything, Annie. Well, I did. Well, good old Blood. What's the matter, boy? What is it? He's suffering selfish, Mr. Bond. He has been shot. Look at his front leg there. Let me see, boy. Let me see now. I'm not going to hurt you. Hmm. That's a bullet wound, all right. Lucky it didn't hit the bone. It went through the flesh and muscles here. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your blood. Sore, eh? Well, we'll get you fixed up in no time at all. Well, I guess you'll have to stay inside for a while. What a mean trick to shoot a dog. It is, and if I get my hands on the man that did it, I... I saw the man, Mr. Bond. You did, Annie? When? Where? Just as we ran out of the door. I happened to look off there towards the woods, and I saw a man just disappearing into those red sumac bushes. Who was it, Annie? That's just it. I can't say for sure. I'm not positive. I didn't get a good enough look. 
But he sure looked like just one man, and that's Nicholson. Well, what do you know about that? Blood has been shot, and the man who shot him looks like Nicholson. Only Annie can't say for certain because she didn't get a good enough look to be sure it was Nicholson. But someone is certainly trying to get rid of Bob Bond's watchdog. What do you suppose he'll try to do next? And you certainly want to be here right on the dot tomorrow at Orphan Annie time to see if Annie can find out who shot Bob Bond's dog. Until tomorrow at the same time, then. Goodbye. RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.